You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. How are we doing today, Paul? I don't know how we're doing, but I'm doing good, Mariah. Good. Well, I'm great as well. I felt like that's like my teacher asked me, how are we doing today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how are we doing today, friend? I'm doing quite well. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Good. Well, there's a phrase in HR that I... Oh, we're just going to get into it? Yeah. This is not gonna be, there's I've no got, small talk or anything? I've got we're an interesting topic into, for you, and okay. I, I want to hear your opinion. Okay, what the hell just happened in HR? <laughs> well, there's this phrase that I often have in my mind when I'm talking to members, and that I see used really often in HR materials. Uh-huh. Hire slow, fire fast. Oh, yeah. And I think even when I'm inclined to say that phrase... I get nervous uh-huh. <laughs> because there's an implied and a direct meaning of that phrase, right? Yes, yes. That, um, well, I know hire slow. The, the idea around hire slow is just don't hire the first warm body that you come across. Be intentional. Sure. We could go deeper and deeper into what, how you should hire slow. Um, make good choices, do a lot of work in advance, have job descriptions, think about the best attributes of maybe the last person who you had in that position and what their worst attributes are, test for those things in the, in the candidates that you're talking to. Um, I think that's the higher slow. I think the fire fast is... Scary. Um, well, it's scary, but once you know, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of us hold people in positions for months, weeks, days, okay, years, mm-hmm. longer than we should because we're conflict avoidant. Mm-hmm. And so the higher fast is the extreme uh, of that. I have, I did have a doctor talking to me one time and I told him he sounded like he was in a closet. We were talking about his office manager. Okay. He was and indeed said, in the closet, said, wasn't he? he? He was actually in the closet. And I said, you sound like you're in a closet. And he said, I am. <laughs> and I said, Doc, why are you in the closet? And he said, she's outside my office door. Oh, no. And I was like, you sound like you're scared of her. And he's like, "I what part of you know what I've been talking to you about for the last week led you to believe otherwise that I wasn't scared of her and I and I you know and and then to get back to the point I was like how long has this been going on and he was like I hired her 20 years ago oh my goodness you know so yeah maybe fire fast would have been a good one for him and we you know we hear it from members on that sort of scale where they've been you know tolerating issues for a really long time hoping it'll get better sure or or don't want to go back to the drawing board and like you said avoiding that direct management ultimately well the you know the hard part is is when I say hire slow and you follow all those things I said and more you spent it means you spent a lot of time on someone Mm -hmm. and then you know three days in you 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 know you find out something about them and you realize wow I didn't make a great hire but I put all that work in. yes the other end of the spectrum where members come to us and say I just hired this person and she has attitude issues or I just hired this person and she's not actually capable of doing the job she was great in the interview I don't know how she possibly could have been that good and now she but you know, now, now that person is not. But yeah. Just remember everybody when you're hiring that it's, everybody's trying to trick you. It's, it, <laughs> I, if I'm being interviewed, my job is to trick you 
I to hate present to put it that yourself. way, to present myself in the best possible way. I'm reflecting for you. Mm-hmm. If you're joking and Matching laughing, I'm, jo- I'm, I'm doing, and you don't even know that people are doing it when they're doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So of course we're going to track back to the hiring process yeah. and what you did. If you conducted phone interviews first, mm-hmm. or if you had a, you know, a big pool that you were choosing from, you know, what that interview looked like, what those behavioral questions may have looked like, or those, you know, practical situational questions may have looked like in the interview process. Mariah, you, you're in the solution center. I think you know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, just for everybody who's listening, Mariah is one of the experts in the Solution Center. Did we ask, because we have a technique that we use sometimes, mm-hmm. did we ask you the same, did multiple people who interviewed you ask you some redundant questions, ask you maybe the same question more than once or maybe? Yes. Did, did we? Yes, okay, so similar if, questions. If you don't know what's going on there is... Um, we had a candidate one time who was testing very well and he mm-hmm. was getting going through the process um, and towards final decision time and we're kind of maybe maybe we're on the third interview, which was more than enough. Mm-hmm. We said, you look kind of upset what's going on. And uh-huh. he said, y'all keep asking me the same damn question. I'm tired of answering the same question over and over again. And then he didn't get the job because that's the job. Mm-hmm. You guys come in every morning and you could have people in eight different states ask you exactly the same question back to back. Yes. And uh, uh, so... I get. I, I don't know what my point of sharing that was. Well, and those don't see, you know, redundant questions or questions phrased differently with the intent of similar outcomes, yeah. really. Yeah. Isn't, aren't huge hoops to jump through as an applicant? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, maybe ridiculous, long formatted tests right. may be weird. Or if you're applying to a restaurant, memorizing their full menu before you start might be above and oh, beyond. Yeah, yeah. But you know, answering questions and having multiple interviews doesn't seem like crazy hoops like, for an applicant uh, to go through. And like well, you said, we if they kinda, have we no kinda, tolerance for that, yeah. that's a really good way to... Not going to be a good fit. So that's one of the ways we f- try to figure out if we have the right temperament. So we may have the right expertise and good articulation, great understanding. You could be teachable. You could be all these things. But if you mm-hmm. have no patience for people asking you the same question over the phone, in this job, it's mm-hmm. not going to work for you. And, you know, we... We come to these kinds of tests and things mm-hmm. by trial and error. Yeah. We end up hiring someone and it's like, what is the problem? They're like, I'm so sick of the same questions. Yeah. And that's where that, you know, internal should, assessment yep, piece comes never in hired him. Yep. and is so powerful. But even when you're assessing, you know, your past employees and your current talent pool to find out what you need, you know, it's really important to come to the table with those things, of course, to, right. you know, simmer it down to the skills and the attributes that you need in an applicant. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at your hiring pool, sometimes it can create constraints or challenges if you're looking for that unicorn mm-hmm. in a haystack that has everything. Yeah. And I know that you've spoken to this, Paul, because I've, I've heard you speak to this, but, you know, you've talked about how important diversity is on your team. Yeah. And I think that that even what you're talking about can be applied to any industry. If you look for that one perfect person who has all of the skills and attributes that you're looking for, not only is that going to create some barriers in the hiring process, but that may lead to, you know, finding out that they actually aren't capable of all of those things because maybe there's not one person no who one can is. fit that. Pos- yeah, yeah. Right. All yeah. of those things. So when you're looking at your, your talent pool and your, you know, internal, what you need and what you have, you know, don't, don't be so naive to think that one person is necessarily going to fit all of your needs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. 
you know, and that's really the, the, the basis of elastic talent hiring and being flexible. Right. Um, and yes, determining what you need and coming to the table with that, but also, you know, being flexible, looking internally, seeing if you can move things around and how you can fill those positions. But when you have really solid hiring practices and you're not turning around after 30 days and, you know, discovering that you've made a mistake, the, the feeling and the emotion behind, you know, adverse action when you're coaching with somebody or when you're engaging in, you know, trying to get somebody up to speed, whether that be, you know, figuring out how you can improve their positivity in the workplace or how you can have them come to work on time every day when you're, you know, dealing with misconduct like that and infractions of policy and you're considering terminating someone, it's important not to let those emotions, especially as business owners, we deal with a lot of business owners who yep. are directly managing their employees yep. um, and a lot of stressed out business owners. Well, you've been treating patients all day long and now you have, um, you've got something going on, something, yes. you know, something's going on and you've got to go deal with it and you may have little or no patience for it. You've been and treating it, patients all day long. You've yeah. been dealing with a worldwide pandemic. Lots of our members have weather concerns, yep. are short staffed just because of the hiring environment. They have environment. their own families. They Absolutely. have their own things that are going on for, for them. And this is the challenge of the small business owner, of that entrepreneur, of that medical or dental practice owner. The mm -hmm. challenge is, is that you usually are wearing a lot of hats mm -hmm. and the HR hat is the one they didn't warn you about. Absolutely, they yes. Just, so, you know, what the hell just and happened in HR? it's the most HR? difficult hat, I would argue. It is the most difficult hat. And what the hell just happened is, is you opened up your practice and found out that you hate managing people mm -hmm. or that you're not good at it because you don't have any experience at it. And, and that's not to say that, you know, those emotions that are playing into how you feel about this employee situation aren't valid. Oh, no. Maybe they yeah. do have, you know, attendance issues and that's unacceptable. Maybe they do have, you know, attitude issues while they're at work and that's important but you know leave it to the HR professionals to help you kind of separate <laughs> those emotional feelings and your stress in dealing with you know the complexities of business ownership and management um, into what can you take into employment practices and what is actually legitimate to take into consideration when you're you know, discipline, disciplining or potentially separating from an employee. Yeah. And so hire slow, fire fast. Yes. Just don't drag it out. Just don't drag it out. Directly manage your employees, have those conversations and reach out to HR professionals for some help with language. Because when you've got that language in your pocket heading into a discussion with an employee, that's really powerful. Yeah, there's different ways to talk to different people. You can, you know, we all tend to have a way, mm -hmm. our way. This is how we are with people when we want to talk about something. Yes. I think the, you know, just the sometimes getting a little third, a, a, a little bit of outside perspective on something. Mm -hmm. And and I know we'll be solving a problem and I'll say something to the doctor. He's like, well, she can't take any kind of constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. and And I'm like, are you asking for permission before you talk to her? He's like, what do you mean? Are you saying, can I share something with you that I think I want you to improve upon? Or are you saying something else? Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, those are the types of insights that you hope to get when you're um, kind of, you know, working with experts who, who can give, you know, a different way of approaching And it problem. can feel impossible to truly, you know, determine what the next best step is. Yeah. And so when you're able to have a constructive conversation with somebody who knows, you know, the laws and the regulations that are, you know, applicable in your area and really know what you can and can't do, that's going to give you some confidence looking into that 
yeah. that interaction with that employee. Yeah, our tendency, I think, as uh, owners and managers sometimes is to make a rule up mm-hmm. and try to make everybody adhere to the rule mm-hmm. when a lot of times you've got a human problem going on and sure. it's a one-on-one thing. Yep, and, and you don't want to be the bad guy by bringing up issues yeah. or, you know, speaking to an employee in a different tone than you would. Yeah. Look, Paul, you, you'd be talking to me in a different tone than we are now, you know, convivially over employee issues than you would if I was late every day or you know, if I stopped doing my work. So yeah. that tone would sound different and yeah. it doesn't make you a bad guy. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you're directly managing your employees and that tone shift is perfectly acceptable it's and a, necessary. It's a very difficult muscle to work out to give good, immediate, constructive feedback when you feel like, I think a lot of us are defensive ourselves yes. and we're like, if someone did this to me, I would react poorly mm-hmm. or I might not be able to handle it. And therefore I'm not going to do it to this person. And I get that train of thought. Mm-hmm. That is how humans work. But the fact is you can't manage your business that way. Right. You've got to be able to give somebody immediate and constructive feedback. And what I found is, is that most people appreciate it. And they can act on it if you can do it in a good constructive way. And the ones that don't, uh, can't accept it and you can't figure out how to communicate and they can't figure out how to hear you. Well, we get back to fire fast. Yes. It's just, it's okay. This is just not the situation that we should be in together and I will set them free to go find a better situation. Someplace else. You're free. Yeah. <laughs> you're free to leave. <laughs> yeah. You're free to leave. Um, I like this subject, you know, you can, you can probably tell I have a lot of, I've made so many mistakes in this area as a business owner throughout my career. And look, that's what it takes. I come from the management background as well. I was an HR director for a large franchise, 700 employees. And so, you know, I, I went from directly managing employees to teaching people how to directly manage their employees. And probably felt like you didn't have exactly what you needed to do that. It really didn't because, you know, it takes even more practice to delegate that genuinely to somebody on your team than to do it directly. But like you said, it's a muscle. And if you don't exercise that muscle, it's going to feel uncomfortable, you know, and that tone shift is going to feel maybe wrong, you know, but like you said, and I use this with members a lot, the best thing that you can do to protect your business and to protect the employee is be clear and concise with them. Yeah. Yeah. Deliver, deliver the thing that you expect. And if that's not received well initially or ever, you know, most people really do respect having solid expectations and and clear and concise communication. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for bringing this. Thank you, Paul, for having me. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp, or visit hrbasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week and remember... Better workplaces make better lives.